What's up, my friend? You are listening to Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. In today's episode, you're going to be listening to the creative writer, Katerina Elefteriou. And I really hope I pronounced her last name correctly. It looks like a French name. She's from Toronto, Canada, and I know there's like a, a nice mixture of, what would you call it? It's like French-Canadian culture. Some people speak English, most people speak French in that part of Canada. If I'm not mistaken, that's what it is. So I'm sure that's why she has the French-looking name. I just don't know how to pronounce it correctly. But that has nothing to do with this episode. So let's <laughs> let's keep it moving. You're going to listen to Katerina speak about the concept of time and how it leads many of us to suffer from unnecessary stress and miss out on a lot of opportunities to be content with our lives. So I'm going to play the clip now, and then I'll be back to explain some of the things she said and leave you with a few things to think about, all right? And before we get started, if you want to read a transcript uh, and a vocabulary guide for this episode, or if you just want to support the show, you can click the link in the description, go to my Patreon page, and become a supporter of the show. Level 2 supporters get access to the bonus uh, learning materials for each episode, all right? So, let's get started. So I'm 30 and I turned 30 during this pandemic. I was 28 when it started. So imagine uh, how disappointed I am. But the biggest lesson I've learned is that the concept of running out of time is designed to keep us in a state of fear and urgency to make haphazard decisions that don't benefit us, but benefit a system that benefits off of us. So if you feel like you're running out of time to do the things you want to do, you're not. Um, that pressure is put on us to make us do things that we might not want to do, but kind of help others do things that they want to do, if that makes sense. Um, I'm 30 again, and I've only just learned what I want to do with the rest of my life. And before that point, when I was forcing myself to do things I didn't like to do, I felt like time was completely running out. I felt by 30, things were over. And now I'm realizing like, oh, I actually have so much life to live still <laughs> to do the things I actually want to do that it's, it's crazy that I ever thought that way before. So if you're in that state, if you feel like that, just know that your fear of things, of time running out is not yours. It's someone else's. Someone else put that fear on you. So hopefully try not to stress too much about it. All right, my friend. Again, that was Katerina Elefteriou from Toronto, Canada. You can actually find links to her content and all of her work in the description for this episode. And you can also listen to a conversation I had with her on the Tony Kaizen podcast uh, just a few days ago. So I'll leave a link in the description for that as well. That was Katerina talking about the concept of time, right? This this idea that, or this feeling, this sensation that many of us get as we approach our 30s and we feel like, oh, we're just running out of time. And I can't even say just young people because I imagine it's the same for people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. That we're just constantly feeling like there's not enough time to do all the things we wanted to do, right? So before we get deeper into that idea, I just want to explain some of the things that Katerina said during that clip just to make sure everything is clear to you. So the first one, she said, I'm 30. And I just want you to remember that we use the verb to be when speaking about our age in English. Even some of the more experienced learners of English still make this mistake because, because of the way they speak in their native language, right? When it comes to daily conversations in English, <laughs> there are only two ways we describe our age, the formal way and the informal way. So if you want to be a little more formal, you can say, I am 30 years old. 
For most people, we'll just use the contracted form and say, I'm 30 years old. And the same goes for every other personal pronoun. You are 30 or you're 30. He is 30 or he's 30. Or they are 30 or they're 30. It's all the same. Okay. Now, both options are totally fine and acceptable in any situation. But just remember, the more contractions you use, the less formal you sound. That's a basic rule. All right, so the next thing is I turned 30. Now, this is the most common way to talk about our birthday or the day we complete another year of life. In English, we don't say I made 30 or I became 30 or anything like that. Every year, we turn a particular age, right? For example, on January 22nd, 2023, I turned 28. Or I'm getting a tattoo as soon as I turn 18. You see what I'm saying? My dad will be turning 60 next year. He will be 60 next year, you see? Or she turned 38 last week. It's just our way of talking about the changing of age, completing one more year of life in English. All right, next was, you can imagine how disappointed I am. How disappointed I am. And this is just a common sentence structure when talking about the level of feeling you're experiencing. So when she says, imagine how disappointed I am, she's saying, imagine the level of disappointment I feel. You see what I'm saying? Now, I might hear someone say, I can't believe how disciplined he is. And another way of saying that is, I can't believe the level of discipline he has. Or maybe you travel to a foreign country and the price of basic products is much more expensive than the things in your country. You might say, I can't believe how expensive things are here, right? And another way of saying that is I cannot believe that the prices in this country are so high. So hopefully you can get the idea. This is just our way of talking about the particular level of something, whether it's feelings or the price or Something like that. Hopefully you get the idea. If you don't, shoot me a message uh, either to my email or social media, and uh, hopefully I can help you out there. Or sign up for some private classes, man, and let's get you speaking English properly. But anyway, let's move on with uh, this episode. Still got a lot to explain. The next uh, expression, let's say, that I wanted to talk about was running out of time. And this is a common expression that means to have no more time to do or complete something. That's what it means to run out of time. So a lot of young people think they're running out of time to do the things they want in life. But in most cases, this is not true. Katerina is saying that his belief, not his belief, (laughs) this belief, there's a typo in my notes there. Hang on, let me fix that. Okay, Katerina is saying that this belief is instilled in us partly by our culture and partly by the perceived success and happiness that many of us see online. And you should know that the phrase to run out of can be used for other things as well. For example, you might run out of money. So you travel to a foreign country, you got $1,000 in your pocket, and you're like, ah, that's enough. I got I'm going to be there for six months. $1,000, that's, pfft, I'm good. And then by week number three, you spent all your fucking money. <laughs> you ran out of money in the third week, and now you are in a difficult situation, right? Because you ran out of money. Or maybe you just... You went grocery shopping, you bought milk and cheese and eggs and all these things, and in less than a week, you ran out of milk. You have no more milk. You drank it all. 
You see, you might run out of cookies. You also might run out of patience. This happens a lot, at least with me. You know, if you work in customer service or something like that, you're dealing with clients all day, you might find yourself running out of patience, right? The reserves of patience that you had deep in your soul, somebody emptied those motherfuckers, man. Somebody, somebody drained every drop, every ounce of patience that you had. So you ran out. You ran out of patience. I'm sure you get the idea. So let's move on. The next one is in a state of. What did she say in particular? Hold on. She said, the concept of running out of time is designed to keep us in a state of fear and urgency. Right. So this expression is commonly used for psychological or emotional feelings. Now, it's hard to give you a concrete rule on how to use this phrase in a state of, but I can say that it's typically used with a few negative emotions. So you'll commonly hear people say they were in a state of panic or she's in a state of denial, or he's in a state of fear, like she said in the video, right? And it just means to be experiencing panic or denial or fear, to be in a state of this particular feeling. Just means to kind of be immersed in that feeling, for lack of a better way of saying it. And this isn't a phrase that you hear every day, so don't really worry about learning or mastering this one, but at least now you should have an idea of what it means, okay? And then it's on, not on, After that, she said, it causes us to make haphazard decisions. And this word haphazard is relatively advanced. And it basically means marked by a lack of plan, order, or direction. And maybe that doesn't make much sense. So in this context, a haphazard decision is simply a decision you made without any kind of plan or direction. You were most likely feeling emotional and impulsive And you made a not-so-good decision without thinking about it or creating a plan first. So haphazard decisions can often lead to unforeseen negative consequences and even more confusion if we're not careful. And like I said, this is a relatively advanced word that you won't hear every day. But if you can look for opportunities to use it in a more professional or formal situation, you'll definitely be adding a little bit of flavor to your speech. All right? Now, the next thing I want to explain was... Uh, where's the sentence she said make haphazard decisions that don't benefit us but benefit a system that benefits off of us so the next thing I wanted to explain was that part of her sentence that benefits off of us and this is a great example of a native speaker saying something that makes perfect sense but technically is not grammatically correct because in English we benefit from things. We don't necessarily benefit off of things. And this is one of those little details that doesn't really matter. That's the point I'm trying to make. I suppose there are many different ways you could rephrase her sentence, but I might say something like, you know, this fear causes us to make haphazard decisions that don't benefit us, but benefit a system that capitalizes on us. And again, there's many different ways you could say the same thing, but to me that sounds more natural when you talk about having to make decisions that don't benefit you, but instead benefit this other entity, this corporation, this whatever. And they're really benefiting from us. So you think you're making decisions that benefit you, but you're making decisions that cause a corporation to benefit from you in your decision. They're the ones that are benefiting If you're near some alcohol, take a shot every time you hear the word benefit. That'd be fun. 
But that's it for this part of the clip. So let's continue on to the next part. I'm going to play that again. If you feel like you're running out of time to do the things you want to do, you're not. Um, that pressure is put on us to make us do things that we might not want to do, but kind of help others do things that they want to do, if that makes sense. Um, I'm 30 again, and I've only just learned what I want to do with the rest of my life. And before that point, when I was forcing myself to do things I didn't like to do, I felt like time was completely running out. I felt by 30, things were over. And now I'm realizing like, oh, I actually have so much life to live still (laughs) to do the things I actually want to do that it's it's crazy that I ever thought that before. All right. So the next thing I want to explain from this part is the pressure is put on us. She said, uh... If you're feeling like you're running out of time to do the things you want to do, you're not. That pressure is put on us to make us do things we do not want to do or we might not want to do. So to put pressure on someone means to try to cause that person to do something by persuading or threatening them. Right. So the idea is that some external force is making us feel like we must do something because if we don't do it, there will be negative consequences. So. A lot of times pressure is put on us to get a degree from a prestigious university or get a high-paying job that's respected by our peers or start and raise a family and buy property and retire early with enough money to spend our old age traveling the world. A lot of times pressure is put on us to achieve these you know, predetermined goals in life. Otherwise, we're not seen as successful. Otherwise, we're fucking losers. We're failures, right? And the unfortunate truth is that we often put that pressure on ourselves. I mean, I was never explicitly told that I had to go to school, get a good job, or work my way up in the company, or find a wife and start a family and work a nine-to-five until I retired at 65. But when I was younger, I still subconsciously felt that I had to achieve some variation of that vision if I wanted to be considered successful. I didn't even know an alternative to that life path until I started talking to people from different places and watching people do amazing things online. So sometimes we're just unaware of the influence that our environments and social circles have on our beliefs, our goals, and our self-image, you know, if that makes sense, which is the next thing I wanted to explain. After she was kind of elaborating on her idea of what she meant by this concept of running out of time and how that fear is kind of put in us by external forces, she said... um, if that makes sense, and maybe you didn't catch that, but this this phrase is commonly used when people are explaining their way of thinking and they're not sure if what they said was understandable. They're not sure if you're following them. So I'm explaining X and Y and Z, if that makes sense. Right? So it's the opinion or the explanation, and then right there at the end, they'll, they'll finish by saying, If that makes sense. And it's really just a way of checking to see if someone is following without asking them directly. You see what I'm saying? I really hope that makes sense. I'll just reiterate one more time. You're you're explaining something and you're not sure in your mind if what you're saying is clear. And you just finish by saying, if that makes sense. So this is what I think and this is why I think it, if that makes sense. And then the person who's listening will most likely say, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Or no, it doesn't make sense, right? They just know you're checking to see if they're following you. If that makes sense. (laughs) All right, so the next thing on the list is I've only just, let me go back to what she said. 
I'm 30 again, and I've only just learned what I want to do with the rest of my life. So this phrase is used to emphasize the fact that something has happened very recently. It also implies that you may believe it should have happened sooner than it did. For example, I'm 35 years old, and I've only just started dating. I've only just started going out on dates with women. Now, dating is something that most people start doing at a much younger age. So one might expect a 35-year-old man to have dated people in the past. So when he says, I've only just started, he's emphasizing the fact that even though he was socially expected to start dating years ago, he started very recently. And you'll often hear the word just before a verb in the simple past tense, and it's just to emphasize that something has happened very recently. It's very, very common in English. For example, I just got home. It means I arrived at home very recently. Or you might hear somebody say, I just saw her yesterday. I just saw her. It feels like it was seconds ago, minutes ago. It was very recently, you see? Or I just told you not to do that. It hasn't even been two minutes. I just told you not to do that. Why the fuck are you doing it, bro? I just told you. You see what I'm saying? It's very common to put just before a verb in the simple past to emphasize that it happened very recently, okay? All right. Now, in that next little part of the clip, there was nothing to explain as she she went on to say, you know, before that point, I was forcing myself to do things and I realized I have so much more time and et cetera, et cetera. So then in the final part, there's a couple of things I wanted to explain. So let me just play the entire second half of the clip and then we'll go from there. So if you're in that state, if you feel like that, just know that your fear of things, of time running out is not yours. It's someone else's. Someone else put that fear on you. So hopefully try not to stress too much about it. All right. So a couple of things I wanted to explain from this part of the clip. The first one is put that fear on you. She said that fear of time running out is not yours. It's someone else's. Someone else put that fear on you. And this is similar to the other phrase we already heard, right? To put pressure on someone. And again, it just refers to the idea of someone trying to impose a particular thought or feeling on you so that you do something in particular. So somebody else tried to make you feel that fear so that you would then take a particular action. That's the idea she's trying to express, at least the way I see it. Okay. So the next thing was stress too much about it. She said, so hopefully try not to stress too much about it. Now, in English, we stress about things, and we also stress over things. These are the prepositions that you'll often use with the verb stress, okay? So don't stress too much about it is the same thing as don't stress too much over it. Like, ah, don't stress about it or don't stress over it. It's the same thing. So you might be stressing about your final exams, at university. You might be stressing over your quarterly review at work. You might be stressing over your health issues. See what I'm saying? This is the way that we talk about stress. Or as Katarina said in the clip, you might find yourself stressing about the fact that you're almost 30 and you still haven't figured out exactly what you want to do with your life. But the key is to remember that you still have a lot of living to do, man. And even if you don't have many years left on this earth, it still makes no sense to dwell on the past and to rob yourself of joy here in the present by comparing yourself to other people. Neither one of those things makes sense. Even though they're extremely easy to do, 
it doesn't make sense to do them, right? Because it is easy. It's very easy to wallow in self-pity. It's easy to say that life isn't fair. It's easy to feel ashamed of yourself for not having accomplished anything remarkable in life. It's easy to punish yourself and keep reliving negative experiences and saying negative things to yourself, right? I'm a loser. I'm never going to do this. I haven't done that. Look at them. Look at everything they're doing and what they've got going on. Damn, I wish that was me. That should be me. All this negative nonsense. But how does that help? How does any of that, (laughs) how does any of that help you get to a better place in life? It just doesn't. It just doesn't. All that time spent living in the past and worrying about the future would be much better spent here in the present moment, trying to make the present moment better, and even more importantly, the future better. You know what I'm saying? And this isn't something I'm saying because it sounds good. I'm not I'm not really into the motivational speaker shit. That's not really my style. Um, and I don't even necessarily listen to that type of stuff. This is just... This coming from somebody who can totally identify with what Katarina's saying in her video, which is, you know, you get closer and closer to 30 and you feel like you think I'm supposed to be an adult now. I'm supposed to be established and stable and have this done and have those skills and these references and these experiences and this income and this house and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, although... Yeah, you should want the best for yourself and you should strive to, you know, achieve great things and, you know, be the best version of yourself you can be in life. If you find yourself at 28, 29 or knocking on the door at 30, or especially if you're anything younger than that and you're just feeling like, man, I I missed the boat. I fucking missed my chance. Everybody else is already taking advantage of all the good opportunities. All the good opportunities are gone. There's a finite number of opportunities in this life and I missed all of mine. If you find yourself feeling that way, man, this is coming from somebody who found himself feeling that way. That was my point. And I just realized, like, even now at 28, it's still so relatively young when you think that most humans are living to be 80, 90 years old, you know, as as, uh, healthcare improves and stuff like that. We're just living longer than before. But I disagree with Katarina when she says that it's all external, all the fear is put on us, the pressure is put on us. I think that's partly true, that um, a lot of these corporations and businesses would love nothing more than to exploit every bit of time and energy they can from you. And of course, family and friends, you, you know, they might put some particular expectations on you, but I think it's largely internal. I think we tell ourselves that we have to live up to other people's expectations. We have to do this. We have to do that. Nobody's forcing us to feel a certain way or do certain things. Like, we make these choices. And I think we end up making these choices just because we lack experience and we don't have people around us that can kind of show us a different way of seeing ourselves and a different way of seeing life and what it means to be successful. We don't have people around us telling us that the definition of success is different for everyone. My idea of success might be different from yours. So, you know, to try and measure your level of success based on other people's metrics is nonsensical, right? It's all about you and what you want. And I guess what I'm trying to say is the closer I get to 30, 
I'm kind of realizing the same thing, which is, man, you you haven't even reached 30 yet. You're still, a, I mean, you're not a kid, but, like, you're a young adult. You're a young adult, and you just have so much more time than you think you do if you're not wasting time. That's the key. That's what I had to learn the hard way, actually, because, yeah, I mean, older people would used to tell me all the time, I remember being... 17 or 18 and actually feeling old feeling old at 18 19 20 years old and uh older people my parents grandparents people of uh, at that age would tell me you have so much more time you got your whole life ahead of you blah 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 and i'm like yeah whatever nigga because i just i couldn't comprehend it i couldn't comprehend what that even meant i was like nah that's bullshit whatever that's just something old people say right some cliche but it's not. It really isn't. Like, you have so much more time than you think you have if you're not wasting it. That's the end of that sentence. And I think a lot of us, especially younger people, we feel like life is passing us by so fast because we don't realize how much time we spend looking down at a glass screen with millions of pixels on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why the... uh the app screen time i don't know if they have this on android phones on on iphones they have it it's called screen time and it measures or tracks how much time you spend on your phone but also on each app you know which apps you open first when you pick up the phone how many times per hour you pick up your phone it tracks all that shit it's it's fascinating and it's very insightful too so i encourage you if you haven't already to Turn on screen time. You know, if if you have it on Android, I'm not sure. But if you do have it, turn it on or find some way to track this time. And just pay attention and be astonished by how much time you spend or waste on social media or doing something on your phone. And if you can just stop doing that, that's the beautiful thing about screen time, too. You can actually tell it, hey, I want you to put a limit on the time I can spend on my phone or on these apps in particular. No more than 60 minutes. Once I reach 60, just lock it, you know, and put a big fat reminder on the screen that I need to stop wasting time. And the more you see that message, oh, you ran out of screen time, you know, you have to wait till tomorrow. And then you have to go find something else to do. You realize how much fucking free time you have when you're not wasting it. So you have a lot more time than you think to figure out what you want to do with your life where you want to go, what you want to do for a living, what's really important. But you can't do that if you're always looking down at your phone. You can't do that if you're always distracted. You can't do that if you're chasing girls or constantly doing drugs or just doing nothing but eating food and sitting on the couch and watching Netflix or spending all your money on makeup and clothes, spending all your money on going out with friends, whatever the fuck you spend your money on, fucking toys. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Whatever it is, whatever it is you're wasting your money on, Whatever it is you're wasting your time on and your energy, right? It's You can't do it. You can't figure out what you want or what success actually is. You can't attain success. You can't get to where you want to go. You're always distracted. That's what I had to learn, you know, is you can do so much more. Not only do you have more time than you think you have, you can do so much more than you think you can do if you just start applying yourself to the right things. Start investing your time in the right places, investing your money in the right places, developing 
skills that will serve you not only now, but more importantly in the future. You know what I mean? And it's hard, bro. I'm not saying that it's easy. It's like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is to grow the fuck up. That's really what it is. Is you just have to grow the fuck up. I think when we're stuck in this perpetual state of, you know, this perpetual adolescence that many of us find ourselves in, like we never leave our teenage years, even as we get deeper into our 20s, a lot of us are just grown-ass kids, just old-ass teenagers, you know? But the world keeps spinning and reality keeps setting in deeper and deeper and deeper into <laughs> into our consciousness, and we that's when we enter that state of panic because we were never forced to grow the fuck up, but now the world, society, reality itself is forcing that change and it causes this panic, right? You were in this safe, comfortable place, this false sense of security, and then fucking somebody comes in and says, hey, bub, so we're going to destroy this building you've been living in for the past 25 years, and you're going to have to go build your own fucking house. Good luck. If your parents never taught you how to build anything, if your school or your friends never taught you how to build anything, you're just out there in the fucking wilderness, in the wild, and there's lions and tigers and bears there's danger around every corner. How are you going to find food? Where are you going to sleep tonight? How do you stay warm? How do you clean yourself? I don't even know if this makes any fucking sense anymore. I, you know, I'm just freestyling here. <laughs> but the point is, you have a lot more time than you think, and you can do a lot more than you think once you stop allowing yourself to just be distracted. You know? Super important, bro. Super important. So... Anyway, I'll end by leaving you with this. Try to take some time to understand where your time and energy and your money are going. And then ask yourself, are those things creating a better or worse future for me? Do these habits serve me or are they slowly destroying me? That's the first thing I'd recommend. But then also, like, take some time to just be with yourself and figure out what do I want to do. And not only that, but what am I good at? What skills does the market value that I could be paid for? How much money do I actually need to live my version of success? What is my version of success? These are all just questions that, I mean, I think it's really important to sit and think about. Because if you don't figure out the answer to questions like those, you might just find yourself kind of doing what Katerina was talking about. You might find yourself doing things you don't want to do, but that you feel like you have to do because you have no other options. You know, you end up doing a lot of shit you don't want to do when you believe there's no other choice, right? I just think the more you educate yourself, the more experience you gain, the more things you try in terms of trying to be successful, the more skills you learn, the more, you know, the stronger your network, the better you get at communicating to people, the better you get at saving and investing money, the better you get at intelligently using your time, the better chance you have, the more options you have. In life, you know what I mean? So I guess that would be the takeaway from the entire thing is, first of all, calm down because you have more time than you think and believe in yourself because you can do more than you think, but you've got to stop allowing yourself to be distracted. You've got to stop wasting time and you've got to start learning what do all successful people have in common? What are the traits they possess? What are the activities they all participate in? And then think, what is my ideal life? What is success for me if nobody knew about my life and I would never hear about anybody else's opinions? 
what would success be? How much money do I really need? Where would I like to live? What kind of work would I like to be doing? And I just believe the more you invest in trying to realize that vision for yourself, the higher the chance you actually get there one day, as opposed to putting it off uh, and going down some path you don't even want to go down just because you feel it's more secure, right? If you're under 28, this is the time to fuck up. This is the time to make to make mistakes, to experiment, to try different things. Because the older you get, it's just the way it is. The more responsibilities you have, a lot of people find themselves locked into relationships, marriages. They have kids that they weren't planning to have or they take on a lot of debt or they commit themselves to some university degree or whatever. And they're just, the older you get, the easier it is to find yourself locked into a particular lifestyle or job or relationship and starting over to me is no big deal. There's nothing wrong with starting over, but the older you get, the more painful it feels. You know what I mean? Your mistakes aren't as forgivable when you're thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, you know what I'm saying? So now is the time. If you're going to fail, it's like better to find that out sooner than later. Right? So why not try now to get exactly what you want? Because that way, at least if you fail, at least you know now. Well, at least I tried, genuinely tried, and it didn't work. And even then, you might just need to try a different way. But the point is, the point is, there's no reason to wait. Get out of the past. Nothing's happening there. It's never changing. Stop living in the future. It's not real until you realize it, right? Just focus on today, bro. You got more time than you think. So much more time than you think. And you'll realize that as soon as you stop wasting your time. All right? But anyway, I'm going to leave you with that, my friend. Hopefully, this has given you plenty to think about. Hopefully, this has given you lots of English to start using in your next conversation. This is Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.